Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Now, a little bit earlier than normal, because we got Brainiac on the way, we need to find a serious competitor. Adam is doing the rounds, because it's got to go. A handsome, suave, debonair, dashing, stylish, well-dressed, tit, slim, muscular, impeccably groomed man is joined in the studio by Chris Wasser. These introductions are getting longer. They are. And better. Yeah. yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you after your uh, New York adventure? I, it was hard work, Chris. I, I, yeah, Wasn't I don't much doubt time that. to do anything fun, that's for sure. No, no, introducing a band atop the Empire State Building doesn't sound like fun. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of stairs. Yeah. We took the escalator with some champagne. But you know, it is what it is. Hey, anyway, listen, let's dive straight in because there's a lot to get through today. Uh, we're talking new movie releases. Let's start. Which do you want to start with? Cold Pursuit. Let's start with Cold Pursuit. Now, yes. obviously, this is the Liam Neeson vehicle who had its premiere cancelled on yeah. account of his admission about revenge and wandering the streets looking for a black man to kill and yeah. all this. So it, the movie, I guess, got swallowed up in that um, and also at the same time Got swallowed up in it I suppose loads of people have now heard about it And might be curious about it Yeah maybe I mean it actually opened in America last week Or the week before That's when it was supposed to have its New York uh, premiere And it was cancelled And it opened to about 10 or 11 million Which was actually bang on with box office projections That's what it was tracking for You know it's kind of a It's not like a big budget taken sort of uh, action thriller It's it's something very different uh, But it was reported as you know The lowest opening of Liam Neeson's career Maybe it was But it was bang on with, with projections And also there's that you, you know the interview that Liam Neeson did the, the day after the interview or the, the independent article was published yeah. the Good Morning America at the very end of that interview do you remember he says go see the movie it's a good movie that was the only bit that we can take from that interview where it's like well Liam Neeson has a point about that because I know he said what he said it was completely stupid I've been trying I've been racking my brains trying to figure out what he thought was going to happen what he was trying to say I don't know I, I, I just don't know what the hell he was thinking well, I, well we talked about this before right, so okay. let's we'll wrap, like uh, I, I think I could like what's the point in evolving what's the point in evolving if you're not allowed to evolve you like, can I think if like, I think the only thing he did wrong was just not go it was a racist thought because like he was looking for a black person yeah any black person on account of the actions of one black person and that is that's a racist thought but also he offered it up and he admitted it and he said he was ashamed and he said he was guilty so yeah. I think that's where he stumbled but like what's if like I said before if all of us were judged by our worst thought we'd all be in jail Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I, look, I look. I have said things in uh, just maybe a conversation in the pub where the next day you kind of go, I cannot believe I said that. Imagine but, if that was yeah, recorded. We, we, but at the we same talked time, about all that. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I will just say, I just think the language that he used was rather insensitive and a bit inappropriate. And just like he didn't really think it's true. He was telling a story I can understand maybe where he thought he was coming from, but it didn't end well for him. But I should say, it's such a shame that that happened to take place while promoting a film that is easily his best work in decades. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it is the best thing he's done in years. A lot of people have been saying that it's the best film since 2011's The Grey. It's better than The Grey. And it's not Never another 
Taken. Uh, what it is, is it's actually a remake of a Norwegian film, and it's directed by the same guy who directed the original, a guy named Hans Peter Molland. Uh, so he's kind of like reworking and tightening his own film here. But uh, it's set in America. It's set in the fictional town of Kyo in Colorado, a ski resort. Uh, Liam Neeson plays a guy named Nelson Coxman. He's a snowplow driver. He is the best guy in town. He's actually awarded Citizen of the Year. He's married to Laura Dern. Um, and he, you know, seems to have a, a good relationship with his son. Unfortunately, the day after the award ceremony, his son is found dead, presumably from a heroin overdose. Now, this, you know, destroys Nelson's uh, marriage. Uh, his wife has a breakdown. He actually almost takes his own life until he thinks, no, wait, my son was not a drug addict. And there's enough signs here to suggest that he was caught up in maybe something or he was murdered by, you know, criminals or gangsters. Right. And he might be right. So he begins to track down the henchmen of a gangster and uh, a drug lord by the name of the Viking, who's played by Tom Bates. And he begins picking off these criminals one by one en route to find the guy responsible. And that might sound like, you know... Sounds exactly like that Taken. That might sound exactly <laughs> like Taken. But the way that it's done is that the director has has, has put Liam Neeson in the centre of what, 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 what sounds like a noisy action thriller. But it's actually this huge small town drama. Something along the lines of Fargo. It's probably the best thing that the Coen brothers never made. But you can see the Coen brothers all over it. So it's quite funny and smart. And that's what Taken wasn't. Okay. Let's have a little listen. This is Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. All right, Viking's real name is Trevor Calcott. If you want him dead, you're going to have to hire a hitman. Do you know one? The Eskimo. So how does this work? You buy the Eskimo a train ticket. He's afraid to fly. You pick him up at the train station. You drive him to a motel or you give him half the money up front and then you go home. How do I know when it's done? Keep checking the Denver Post. They can't resist a good rub out. Right, the best thing the Coen brothers never made, Cold Pursuit. Yeah. Uh, w- what's right with it and what's wrong with it? I thought it was terrific. I thought it was quite smart. It is so dark and violent in places. Uh, so it's a bloody one. So It's a bloody one, yeah, but it's unintentionally hilarious too. Some of the things that are uttered in this film, you, you find yourself laughing at and you think, I'm going to hell for laughing at this. I think Liam Neeson as well, because, you know, the focus is not on him. There's so much going around. Like, there's a whole subplot involving a Native American uh, uh, rival drug gang, and that's brilliantly handled too. But when Liam Neeson does show up to do you know the fisticuffs or you know holding a gun to someone's head he's actually acting for a change and you, you're just reminded that this guy has got so much skill he's got so much range and if you give him a decent screenplay he'll show up so I thought it was you know super witty I thought it was smart um, and I love the fact that I must say every time someone dies in this film their name flashes above the screen with a symbol indicating their religion and at first I thought this is going to get annoying and by the end of it I thought this is brilliant okay. so it's so like a Coen brother, Brothers film don't go in expecting Taken. Do go to see it. Okay, out of five? Four out of five. Holy moly. Yeah. There you go. Wasn't Cold Pursuit that. with Liam Neeson. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. We're going to do some Calvin Harris and Florence. Sweet nothing. And then what are we talking about? On the basis of sex. Which is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg yep. documentary? No, feature film. Feature film. Okay, there's so many of them floating around. Right, back after this. Let's go. This is 2FM. It was four out of five from Chris Wasser. Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. The one got swallowed up in all the controversy. He says the best thing our Liam has done in ages. Uh, Hartley recommends it Now let's move on to On the basis of sex This is the biopic About Ruth Bader Ginsburg Supreme Court Justice She's a bit of a cultural icon In the United States When she became a lawyer Women weren't allowed To have bank accounts Yeah 
like solo bank accounts in the United States couldn't rent a car without their husband's approval. Yeah. And she's uh, a lifetime. She was the first ever female Supreme Court justice, I think. Yes, that's right. And actually, all of a sudden, all of these offerings about her life and times have become available because there's a documentary on Netflix about her. I saw one on the flight back from New York, actually. Uh, yeah. There was a different one. That wasn't the Netflix one. And now there's this biopic. Yeah, there's a few of them. I mean, she is one of the most influential and important figures in US legal history, not just US legal history, but international. And, you know... It's, and it's, she it's, married it's, she married Mark Stern, who does be on our show every Wednesday. Uh, what? She married him. She officiated his wedding. Oh, his, right, yeah. His husband, Tyler, works for her in the Supreme Court. Oh, so did you did you get to meet her last weekend? No, so they, they had been officially married by her, and then that was the wedding party, if you oh, like. Oh, okay. So they did the exchanging rings, but they were legally married already, so they went to the Supreme Court, and she married them. Fabulous. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, that's, that's the little three degrees of separation to well, the RBG. Anyway, so, Gun the film. No, but it is weird that, you know, you would think that uh, her story is just so incredible that uh, we've waited so long for at least one film to be made and three come along at once so yeah. there's obviously the Netflix one that you mentioned there's RBG uh, which uh, was released in cinemas last month had a, a very limited release and it's nominated for an Oscar and this is the biopic this is the feature release with an A-list cash sheet that you think has Oscar buzz written all over it but uh, we'll get to the verdict later but curiously it hasn't been nominated for anything which is a shame in one sense because you know this film is working hard but it's kind of obvious in another once you've seen it you're like oh, okay maybe I, I do understand it's 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 a little bit more ordinary than I was expecting but it, the film uh, focuses on the early career of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and it starts off you know showing you what it was like for Ruth as one of the only woman, wom- women in her class in, at Harvard Law School in the, in the uh, late 50s and her husband at the time uh, Martin played by Army Hammer um, he was in second year the next uh, Batman maybe the next Batman yeah he would make a great Batman um, and he actually was diagnosed with testicular cancer and she actually took uh, both of their classes for a year Um, so she was doing both the workload and they also had a kid at home as well so the film shows you this it fast forwards to him getting a job in New York or completing her studies in Columbia and becoming a professor but the what the film hangs on and where it gets its title from is that one day because she you know no law firm would hire her and she was working as a professor one day her husband Martin you know he just throws a, a tax law case document on her desk and says take a look at this and the tax law case says that there's this uh, potential client, uh, a working individual who's been denied a tax deduction on nursing care that they've had to get for their mother who's elderly and they need someone to come in and look after her, but they've been denied a tax deduction for the nursing care. Why? Because they're a man. And she thinks, I'm going to represent this guy because if I can overturn this case and prove that, you know, get him his tax deduction, I could potentially over and, and prove that he's been discriminated against on the basis of his sex, then I can overturn future, uh, you know, take further cases to prove that women have been discriminated against on the basis of sex. So that that's where, you know, you get all your history in the first half and you get a, a, a cracking uh, legal courtroom drama in the second half. Okay, so it's not been nominated for any Oscars nope. in spite of initial buzz. So where does it fall down? It's quite ordinary at times. It's very conventional. It's very cheesy and it's very cliched. So everything you would expect from a courtroom drama is in there. It's just... I say ordinary, it's such an extraordinary life and story that she's had, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that you would think this this probably deserves something a little, you know, a little more tricky, a little more challenging. Um, but, you know, it's also irresistible and it's impossible not to like and it's the performances that carry it over Felicity the Felicity Jones line. is yeah. playing RBG. I mean, she is terrific here. Uh, everything from the, the way she holds herself, that, you know, you do believe her as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she's brilliant with Army Hammer. She's got the accent down. Army Hammer, who is a ridiculous, 
ridiculously good-looking man, especially in this film. I've, I think I have quite a crush on Army Hammer. Uh, he's very good here. I think he might have himself a new agent. He's picking better roles. Justin Throws in there. Kathy uh, Bates. Jack Rayner too is decent. Is Jack Rayner? He is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Irish interest. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's just popping up in films all over the place. Man, Jack. I I did like it, but it's quite flawed. You know, everything you'd expect to happen in a courtroom drama happens, and that's kind of a shame. But at the same time, I was entertained. The performances are solid. Out of five, three. Okay, so yeah, yeah. it's grand. Grand yeah. Sunday Maybe. afternoon. If you're if you're into okay, Sunday afternoon. Wait for the wait for the Netflix release. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was four out of five for Colby Stewart and Mason, and that's the pick of the week. Yes. Okay, dog. Thank you very much, Chris. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, on. Hey. This is two M.